Welcome to the More Than Happy Podcast. I'm Mary Trelisak, and I'm bringing you a mix of life lessons and conversations to help you navigate life's journey. This episode is all about finding joy in the midst of change. Coming up, you're going to hear from a man whose joy took some uncovering to find when his life took a dramatic turn. Are you searching for happiness? Well, what if you could be more than happy? Think about it. Happiness can be found in a moment. You're relaxing on a beach, looking out at the ocean. That's a happy place to be. But joy, well, it goes deeper. Like the bright coral reef under the sea, joy is within you, even in the midst of life's struggles. Scripture speaks of joy as being one of the fruits of the Spirit. It's a gift that's yours to receive. So, let's start living a joy-filled life. To do that, we're going to talk about things like having an attitude of gratitude, conquering fear, finding faith, learning to love yourself, and so much more. We can do this together, so let's dive in. Change can be hard. The here and now can get comfortable, too comfortable sometimes. After all, where you are is what you know, but that isn't where you grow. Experiencing change means you get uncomfortable. Ready or not, it means you're going somewhere. So, in this episode of More Than Happy, we're going to get going and growing. Your change story is your own. It may be a loss of a spouse, a new home, a loss of a job, your last child going off to college, or your first. It could be having an aging parent and the changes and challenges that come with navigating this new chapter. Is joy possible when life changes? Yes, it really is. I work in a nursing home as a marketing director and I get to see it firsthand every day. Let's take Kathleen, for example. When she wasn't able any longer to manage the steps in her home, she knew the time had come to leave. She'd been looking at other assisted facilities out there, and she took 10 steps inside this nursing home, saying to her family, Stop. This is it. It just feels like home. Kathleen hadn't seen her room yet. She hadn't even gotten past the lobby. Yet she accepted this new chapter, this new place, miles from the comforts of her home, the yard she planted flowers in, the porch where she enjoyed iced tea and talked with neighbors, the kitchen where she made Sunday dinners for her family. It was Kathleen's acceptance of her new chapter that enabled her to confront change with grace. So where did that acceptance come from? Kathleen told me once that she credits her Christian faith. She told me that she can accept change because she knows she's in God's hands. Every day isn't easy for her. She has her struggles, but her face lights up when she smiles. And she smiles a lot. Along with acceptance and faith, Kathleen has something else, an attitude of gratitude. She encounters the activities of her day with appreciation. She's grateful that she's doing some wee bowling with her friends, that her grandson has come to take her out to lunch, or that the sun is shining after the rain. If you're going through a difficult change, joy comes from accepting it, having faith, and being grateful for every blessing in your path. Coming up, you're going to hear from someone who understands that when the pain is deep, joy may take time to unfold. Steve Durant is a man from Detroit who never gives up on life and people. He relies on his faith and community as his support system. 
and he embraces life with all of its trials and tribulations. I read a post Steve made on LinkedIn recently. It offered a glimpse of what he's been through. He shared a video of him walking. It was the first time, he said, in four and a half years since the accident that took his daughter Rosaria's life, that he took steps without his walker. He made it his goal that he would walk without the walker after his 17th surgery. He had just accomplished this goal and was filled with joy, declaring, This is only the beginning. I didn't know Steve, but from his post, I knew all I needed to know, and I wanted you to know him too. It was on December 7, 2016, that his life completely changed. Because of his suffering, it would take time for his joy to resurface. Here for the More Than Happy podcast and for you, he shares his story. So on that day, I recall working a 10-hour sh- uh, shift uh, in my office, and I, uh, I told my ex-wife at the time that I was too tired to go to, uh, to drive to Sam's Club. So I can recall driving home, um, and when I got there, my daughter, she really wanted to go out with us, and um, so we took her. Rosaria was her name. She was four years old. Uh, beautiful, beautiful four-year-old little girl. And I can recall um, one of the last things I ever did for her was to hand her 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 tablet. And she wanted to know why the Wi-Fi wasn't working. And I said, well, we're not in the truck. Uh, We're in the car and the car doesn't have Wi-Fi. And at that time, I was waiting for the Cleveland Clinic's um, article that they wrote on me um, to come out. So I was trying to look it up on their website. Minutes later, I saw these bright headlights coming at us. And the young man driving the car crossed the road and hit us head on at 50 miles an hour. The first year probably was the hardest. Um, I know during both hospital state uh, hospitalizations at Riverside Methodist and at Beaumont in Michigan, they did the best that they could. And I must say I had some outstanding doctors, nurses, chaplains. Um, You never know what people will do for you in a time of need. And I was truly blessed to have them there as it was, as so many of the staff, especially the nurses and nurses assistants had to endure me yelling and screaming, calling out for my daughter's name on a nightly basis. It was a chaplain who would come and talk to me every night. It was my brother-in-law who stayed in the hospital when I was in Michigan with me every night. It was so many people that I can thank and have the utmost respect for. Um, If it had not been for them, I would not be in this position to where I am, where I can still say that I'm living. 
not just alive, but living, enjoying life, breathing. Um, it goes on even, it includes the, the funeral home. The funeral home and the hospital administration got together and made it possible, thought it was important for me to heal, that they could allow me to at least mourn my daughter, have a visitation while I was in the hospital. You know, I had a two hour visitation with my daughter before my seventh surgery. That meant so much to me. The nurse that stood by my side that ensured that prior to me attending my daughter's funeral, that my family knew exactly what they needed to do to tend to me while I would be gone. Even down to the health insurance provider allowing me to attend my daughter's funeral, to the speech therapist who helped me write Rosaria's obituary. You know, I can go on and on, but my faith, I had in particular this chaplain, Chaplain Reeves, Reeves and Minister Bell, would visit me on a regular basis. I remember Chaplain Reeves coming in every night around 10 or 11 o'clock, visiting me and counseling me. And at first I didn't wanna hear about what the Bible was saying. Depressed. But they kept on going and it renewed my faith. It was my aunts, my family from the South came up, was praying and singing and fasting. It was listening to those old songs from Mahalia Jackson, uh, Lionel Richie, even the sounds of blackness. Hold on, a change is gonna come. that really helped, gave me some motivation in a time of need. And it was my ex-wife. She needed me then, as I needed her. We endured something that we hope no one will ever have to endure. And it tears a person's life apart. Not just you personally, but also your family. But it's not so much the, the tearing as it is how you're going to repair it, how you're going to keep it together how you choose to move on, move forward, continue to live. So in 2017, I was 
uh, addicted to opioids. In 2017, you committed suicide. I was missing my daughter that much. In 2018, while I had my colostomy um, formation done, I had developed this thing called C. diff for eight months. And we had endured even more deaths, close relatives dying. And the thing about that is we're still grieving over our daughter, yet we have siblings, grandparents, and then later our parents. Well, her parents and my father I kept going with the help of so many people that includes mental health. That also included, when I say mental health, I'm not just pills, but I had two psychologists, one at the Cleveland Clinic and the other local psychologist. And I can recall after I got over the opioid thing, once I stopped taking the Xanax for anxiety, I was a better person. I was able to think clearer. I was able to embrace what everybody was giving me even more. It made me a stronger man. And you add that with my faith. So in 2020, when COVID hit, when my body was weakening, I had 40% of my bone mass was gone, severe osteoporosis. My bones were near, was compared to a, an 85 to a 90 year old. I had dropped down to my, my size of uh, uh, that I was when I first got married in my 140s from over 180. And so I made a decision to go to the Cleveland Clinic to get a port, to get a uh, feeding tube place. And I knew I didn't want to go to the hospital for the IV hydra hydration, so I did them at home. So I can recall that the filing of divorce was in 2020. That was the same year that the feeding tube was placed. That was the same year where my health was declining to the point where there was talk of uh, assisted living if I wouldn't stop falling. The fire department got to know me intimately because of the number of runs they made to my house, either to get me off the floor or to take me to the ER. But it, it also was a period in which I had never seen this COVID. But what would happen in 2020 was just a miracle, a miracle in life, a miracle in love. 
During the pandemic, life as we knew it changed. We needed some hope and positivity. That's why I created Living Better Now, a Zoom format show to feature people whose lives had changed and how they're living better because of it. Guests include celebrities like season 19 The Voice winner, Carter Rubin. And on the most recent episode, LinkedIn Connection, Christina Thomas shares the life-changing decision that propelled her out of her comfort zone and into a place where she grew in faith. Her change in focus will inspire you to discover the joy in your journey, too. That's Living Better Now at MaryMotivates.com and at MaryMotivates YouTube. You know, when I look back after the feeding tube, that was just the beginning. I slowly started gaining weight. My wife and I, at the time, we were going through a divorce. It was was just filed. And seven months down the road, I meet this young lady named Ola. And I met her, just sent her a direct message on Facebook. She was a mutual friend of a friend. And I said, who is this gorgeous lady? Now, mind you, this is the time where I was not pleased with uh, females at the time. (laughs) I was, but this particular one, I just, I had to send her a message. And what led me to visit her for the first time was I dropped off some uh, PPE. Now, what I didn't know at the time was, you know, seven months out of having your, your spouse separate from you, going through a divorce, you're still, your uh, body is still pitting because you're, you're gaining weight and you're malnourished. Yet she meets me and she meets me knowing that I have all of this stuff going on and yet Ola did not turn her back and she became a a friend before anything else. And, you know, I could be brutally honest with her and it was wonderful for the first time. And so we would spend, you know, because everybody was on lockdown, we spent a lot of time together, nearly every day. And she became more like family. And that joy that I hadn't experienced in so many years was beginning to come back. But on December 25th, of all days, and I, I bring this up because this is a, another important day. December 25th, 2020, I drove to the cemetery. And from the cemetery, I went over Ola's house. And so Ola did all these gag gifts to her son and her, and her sister. But then she, gets, she hands me a little box and I open it up. And what do I see? 
I saw a pregnancy test, a positive one. And I thought it was a gag gift. And I realized it was for real. <laughs> I don't know, it was instant joy. And from that day forward, our relationship has grown stronger every single day to the point where I look forward to it. So our son is expected on September 9th. And his name will be Olin Asher. He'll be named after his mother. And he'll be named, uh, his middle name is similar to my, my middle name. So um, we're just waiting patiently. He's still baking. We saw a 4D ultrasound and he has my nose. <laughs> so in the last four and a half years, it's been difficult. My joy have come in so many different forms. Um, and more recently, it came from an unlikely source, LinkedIn. I made a video of me walking without my walker for the first time a week and a half ago. And I can recall telling Olga I didn't like the video. Maybe because I looked, I didn't like the way I looked. And I had a heavy, I had my feeding tube was filled to capacity. So the bag was a little heavy. <laughs> and um, I just didn't like it. So I've been practicing every day because one of my goals will be to walk with my son when he's born, give him to his mother. And I must say that when I posted it, I didn't post it with the, the thought of getting um, uh, the number of likes or views. It, um, I was thinking of, of my uh, former colleagues, actually. And um, it kind of took on it. Um, life of its own. And so after I read a number of the comments, my birthday was, uh, the, I think it was the next day. And normally I don't do anything for my birthday uh, since the accident. And I told Ola the only thing that I want to do on my birthday is smile. And after reading the comments, they told me how inspiring I was, but they didn't realize how much inspiring the LinkedIn family would be, you know, would become. Um, all of the messages that I read was just inspiring to me and it uplifted my spirits. And so um, on Father's Day, Father's Day was beautiful. Ola made it absolutely beautiful for me. And it was difficult because when I go to the cemetery, I have my daughter in the bottom crib and my father's at the top. And it doesn't seem like the correct order 
things. And so it's very difficult. But I know my daughter and my father are both looking down, wanting me to continue living life and living happy, happy. And, and, and I was able to smile the entire weekend, even with some tears in my eyes, some happy, some not so happy, very sad tears. But the majority of the weekend, for the first time in a long time, on my birthday and Father's Day, I had so much, so much happiness and love. And, you know, it's a beautiful thing. It really is. And I thank um, so many people on LinkedIn who sent me those messages of encouragement, um, well wishes, um, and close friends and family. And, um, you know, Ola, Ola means the world to me. And I can't wait to meet our little man, Olin. So that's, where, that's where we are now. There are parallels, someone told Steve, of his life and Job in the Bible. Job also suddenly lost much, including his children and his health. But as scripture tells us, he didn't lose his faith in God. And there's another parallel. In his grief and pain, Job was comforted by friends who sat with him for seven days and seven nights without saying a word. It was people who brought Steve out of despair, who were there for him to give comfort. They increased his faith and helped him to rediscover what joy is. They included the minister and the chaplain, nurses, nursing assistants, psychologists, and the speech therapists, friends and family, the LinkedIn community, Ola, and the soothing sounds of musicians. It's been a journey for Steve to accept his reality, to rely on his faith, and to be grateful. The pain, both emotionally and physically, was and is so deep. But through the many people who've been with him, he's healing and he's encountering joy. Never underestimate the power you have just being there for someone. And when you're going through change, never underestimate God's love to see you through. And one more thing, never underestimate the power you have to help me grow this podcast to reach more people. Give a review and follow More Than Happy. Share it with your friends because we have more to talk about, more ways to grow in our lives joyfully. Until next time.